0: Okay. We're beginning today, Letter 11, a letter which focuses on a very high spiritual service, but very, very practical, very much interwoven with our reality. The letter begins by saying that for us to really go in the path of God, that the light of God should dwell inside of us, we have to negate desires. In other words, our sages say we should nullify our will to God's will. Which means not just we should set aside our will if it doesn't coincide with God's will, but initially we should nullify our will. That we do not desire worldly matters. Even things that are essential like children, life, sustenance, these are essential. And they actually affect our divine service. Because if we don't have them, that's going to suffer as well. But to completely nullify our desires, to be in a state of nullification, because we feel so much in the presence of God, that the only wish we have is God's wishes. Which is, as our sages say, that we should view ourselves that against our will we're living, meaning is if we looked at the physical aspects of our life as being almost against our will. Because any yearning for physicality, even things that are essential, is creating a barrier between us and God. We want to get to the point that we're just not going in that direction. What we have, we have. What God's giving us, he's giving us, and that's it. How do we get to this point? How do we achieve a state Not desiring physicality, not meaning only not desiring the extras and luxuries and the unnecessary, but even physicality that's crucial. Not desiring it, that our desire is going to be in God. So we achieve it by focusing on our absolute belief in God as the constant creator. That all of creation is coming again and again and again from God's reality. Creation has no substance of its own. Creation is coming from the unfathomable, unknown existence of the seminal wisdom of God. The initial emanation, meaning there are emanations of God higher than seminal wisdom but those are so high they can't possibly relate to this lower creation. So seminal wisdom is considered the first because it's the first level of manifestation of God that can descend, relate to, and give life to creation. So this divine attribute of seminal wisdom is not at all apprehensible to creation. This is that level of God as the first Who's creating everything through this first attribute of seminal wisdom? And this is happening every single second, constantly, again and again and again, because all of creation is only existing by virtue of that investment of God in it. And therefore, it's again and again and again, because it's a state of non existence that's being brought into existence. And therefore, we have to keep re-bringing this non existence into existence, if you could imagine a, a volleyball. But well, balls don't fly. So for the ball to stand there, you have to keep hitting it. And if you stop, it's going to fall. For existence to exist again and again and again, God has to vest his energy into it, recreating the universe anew from this unfathomable origin of God's seminal wisdom. So if we think about this, as deep as we can go, and picture in our mind that every single moment I am being recreated, by God's seminal wisdom, how could I ever think I'm suffering? How could I think I have any affliction from any worldly matter? That which is creating me, this second, this unfathomable level of God's seminal wisdom is the source of all life, of all goodness, of all delight. It's the level of Aden that transcends the world to come. The world to come we refer to as the garden of, Eden, of Aden. Well, the garden is a garden. It's one stage removed from the energy of divinity that it's flowing from, which is called Eden. And that level of Eden, that's the level of divinity that's constantly creating and vitalizing all living things, all creation. So what am I being created from? From this level of Eden that's transcending the pleasures of the world to come. That's what's giving me energy this second. But I think I'm suffering sometimes. I think I'm afflicted sometimes. Because I can't apprehend this level of divinity. But even though I can't apprehend it, I have to know that no evil descends from above. Everything from God is good, even though I can't apprehend it. And sometimes because of its immense and abundant goodness, it's at a level inconceivable to man. And therefore it comes down in a fashion that seems painful because the goodness can't be revealed to me yet where I'm holding. But this is the essence of faith. This is the reason for my creation to have this faith, to believe there's no place devoid of God, to believe that all is God and therefore all is good because God is only good.